The bride-to-be was peering through the window. In my memories, she is wearing white. But now that I look at pictures from that day, taken some hours before the ceremony, I see that she was in fact at that moment wearing black and looking anxious. I remember her anxiety because the TV commentators were busy interpreting every expression that crossed her beautiful face. They had little else to go on. All that was known was that bride and groom would soon be getting married in front of more than 150 guests at a castle in Italy. The camera crews and paparazzi hovered outside, reporting as best they could on the arrival of celebrity guests. Who was dressed in what, and details of the menu. I was watching from a hotel room thousands of miles away in Boston, where I'd recently arrived to attend a conference. I flipped through the channels. In addition to Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes's wedding, the news was reporting that the justices of the U.S. Supreme Court had received packages of poisoned cookies in the mail. The sender had helpfully furnished each justice with a letter stating her intentions. I am going to kill you, and this is poisoned. That night at dinner, a man from the conference, who was standing behind me in the buffet line, asked me with a smile if I'd be kind enough to taste the food for him, to see if it was edible. I assumed he was making a joke about the cookies sent to the Supreme Court. I promised to let him know if the food was poisoned. He stared at me, confused. I tried to explain that I was referring to the terrorized justices, and he looked even more bewildered. Soon, we were both giggling in confusion. It turned out he hadn't been watching the news and didn't know about the Supreme Court and the cookies. As I sat next to him at dinner, we started to understand each other better. Two hours later, under the branches of a big bush, we kissed. The next day, I got on a plane for the 10-hour trip home to Finland. My friends back in Helsinki were thrilled. You met an American writer at a conference. So romantic. When they heard that Trevor had called me soon after our meeting to announce his plans to visit Finland to see me, the excitement turned to near ecstasy. Now here was a real love story in the making. Trevor did visit, and the visit went well. When our long-distance relationship continued, and each rendezvous was followed by the inevitable separation between continents, my friends started sighing. Do you miss him terribly? You're not too sad, are you? I did like him. But I wasn't yet convinced that I liked him as much as my friends were convinced that I liked him. Trevor had just moved from Washington, D.C. to New York City, and when it became clear that I might start visiting him regularly in Brooklyn, my friends treated the whole thing as if it were a television romance. You'll be just like Derek and Meredith on Grey's Anatomy. You'll be like Carrie on Sex in the City. Both shows had been big hits in Finland. There was just one problem. I had no intention of moving to America. Trevor felt like Mr. Wright, but was I supposed to give up everything I knew just because I was in love? At this point in my life, I had explored the world. I'd spent two years studying abroad, one in Adelaide, Australia, and another in Paris. As a working journalist, I'd managed to visit six of the globe's seven continents and had even seen the legendary New York City. And what conclusion had I come to? That I wanted to live in Finland. As I'd worked at my job and traveled and read and lived my life, I'd also decided that a woman is meant to be more than a caretaker for her man and children. She ought to have her own purpose. 
her own will, her own career, including her own salary. As a British actress Helen Mirren once said, the greatest gift every girl can have is economic independence. I wanted to be a strong, intelligent, creative woman, not that girl who surrenders everything just for a guy. The longer Trevor and I were dating, the more heavily this weighed on me. When our long-distance relationship hit the two-year mark, we counted 14 round trips that we'd made between our two countries so we could spend time together. He was becoming my best friend and true love, the one person whose presence made all clouds disappear. How could I throw that away? It had become clear that if we were going to take the next steps in our relationship, one of us would have to leave a life behind, and there was a list of practical reasons why that someone would have to be me. Technically, Trevor could have moved to Finland, but he didn't seem inclined to, and I had to admit it probably didn't make sense. He didn't speak Finnish, whereas I already spoke English. New York is an international city, so I had a better chance of finding work there than he did in Helsinki. And then there were a few things about Finland itself that, despite its overall high quality of life, I wasn't sure Trevor could handle even if he'd wanted to come.